Bucks fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Ducks and Pucks. We uh, are ready to get the season going at home finally, Eddie. Uh, the Ducks went on the road, played one game and lost. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about the uh, the homestand coming up. We're also going to talk about the Dupree extension, um, some comments from the owners as well, and get you caught up on all the action. But uh, first off, I want everybody to know that today is Eddie's birthday, so we'll <laughs> give him a happy birthday. It's his 21st birthday. So happy birthday, Eddie. <laughs> Thanks, thanks. And always nice to have a home game on, on my birthday, too. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, we'll uh, cover the uh, Sharks game now. Uh, unfortunately, Eddie, in this one, the Ducks lost. Um, they came out um, strong in the beginning. Uh, and they kind of went back and forth in the second period and then kind of faltered in the third. And the, and the Ducks ended up dropping this one uh, 2-0 in what featured uh, a goalie dually, uh, duel between uh, Jones and and Anderson. Yeah, and you know that that could have made the difference. I mean, Martin Jones made a couple key saves to to keep the Sharks in it, and you know, obviously, so, so did Freddie. And you know, in, in the end, um, the the Sharks outshot us forty four to twenty seven, and you know that was the real difference. They ended up having more scoring chances, and you know, for Freddie to stop all forty four shots, that would have been asking a little bit too much, I think. And you know, it, it, it's disappointing to lose the first game of the season, but it, it's something we've we've come to be, be used to over the last few seasons, and, and the Ducks have been pretty poor in, in, in season openers, and, you know, it's it's the first of 82 games, and, um, you know, you'd expect them to bounce back tonight against Vancouver. Yeah, definitely. We've had a hard time, you know, in the season openers, and, and you know, we've had a hard time with the Sharks. Uh, you know, last year we only won one game out of five, so... Uh, it was a little disappointing. Um, I, I hope the Ducks would get one one goal. I think uh, Marlowe's goal at the uh, the end of the second period was kind of a backbreaker because I think uh, up to that point it was a pretty even back and forth game, and um, it, you kind of felt like whoever got the first goal might have won that game, Eddie. That was just kind of the type of game that uh, it seemed to be unfolding after the first forty minutes. Yeah, and you know what was good to see in in the first two periods was the Ducks seemed to be able to match the the speed of the San Jose Sharks, which was obviously something we were looking to improve on, uh, you know, adding Haglin and, and bringing in guys like Santarelli and, and quicker guys to, to match, you know, the speedy teams like Chicago and San Jose. And for the first two periods, it seemed to, to be okay. And then we got into the third period and, you know, the, the tides turned and, and San Jose took over the game. And, you know, a lot of our guys seemed a little bit tired. Uh, we got hemmed in the zone there for three or four minutes where, uh, you know, Bieksa was left out there for, for a really long shift. He couldn't change. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a good start. I, I wouldn't say it was a, it was a poor game. I think, like you said, they they played good for 40 minutes, and you know they just had to to continue on, and and you know they they really could have made made a run at it. Now, you know, uh, given that the Ducks lost the first game, of course, you know a lot of comments came out after as far as you know what what should change or what needs to happen, and and <clears throat> you know everybody, it, it's one game, so we can't panic, but. Um, the two biggest uh, critiques that I saw from the fans was one was the Perry and Getzloff. A lot of people um, didn't like that they were separate, uh, which they were most of the game. You only saw them briefly together in the third period. Um, and I, I, you know, I at first I'm kind of for them being separate, but you know, after the way that that game unfolded, Eddie, uh, I wasn't too impressed with Stewart on the first line. Um, I almost kind of want to switch them, put Perry back on the first line and Stewart on the third line. 
I mean, like we said, it's early, but um, uh, I, I don't know. Stewart just didn't really impress me too much, uh, at least in a first line role. Or anything. Hey, you know that that whole first line in general wasn't you know very impressive. I mean, Perry was a, our best forward on the night, and you know, it, it didn't really seem to matter what line he was on. He was making chances, and, and you know had a couple really golden chances in that second period to to put the Ducks ahead and. You know that that first line was kind of non-existent. There was a couple plays that that Hagelin and, and Getzloff made together that looked like they had some promise, but you know Stewart just seemed like he was a step behind on that first line. And you know I, I'm sure Bruce will shake it up. Uh, it, you know it, things get blown out of proportion when a line, you know, when two guys like that get split up and, and you go through the first game and you don't score any goals. But uh, you know I'm sure with Bruce we'll we'll see some some kind of changes for the game tonight. Yeah, and another change that uh, you know people had uh, recommended to me as well is uh, they they want to see Manson play. Um, you know, Stoner had uh, three turnovers in the first game, which you know has been his what he's been known for and what a lot of people jump on him for. So you know that may be something we'll see tonight too. Uh, once we get the lineups, Eddie, we may may see Manson in, um, instead of Stoner. Uh, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I, I do agree with you. I think uh, Bruce will shake it up um, on the offense and the defense tonight. Yeah, that's for sure. And going into the, to the home opener tonight, um, a little bit better record in the home opener than than season openers. Uh, the Ducks are twelve nine and one all time uh, opening in the Honda Center, and, and they've won four of the last five. So a little bit better record than than when they they start the season on the road. But uh, you know, it, it'll be a good game tonight. Vancouver has uh, already played two games. This is going to be their third and. You know, they they've looked pretty good. The the Sedins have, have been decent, and and you know the younger guys that they brought into the lineup have, have played well. So, uh, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think uh, Ryan Miller um, was given Sunday off, and it looks like he's probably going to start this game too. So they're going to come in with a strong lineup, and you know they're they're a little bit different team. A lot of turnover happening in, in Vancouver, but you know they've they still got the core guys there. So it's still going to be a difficult matchup. Yeah, and I think. Tonight, the key for everybody is, you know, obviously Kessler playing against his former team. We've seen that all last season, so that's nothing, you know, new. But uh, also Bieksa, too. You know, I think he's going to be jacked up tonight, Eddie, as well, to go against his former team. So I think you're going to see him, uh, you know, be flying around on the ice and, uh, you know, laying some good hits there on Vancouver. Yeah, and, you know, Prost is a new guy on that team in Dorset, and they both already have over 15 penalty minutes in the first two games. Uh Know, a couple fights already, so uh, this could get a scrappy game. I mean, I know last night, you know, there was only two penalties in that game, but it was it was getting kind of chippy throughout the you know the course of the game, and this could be another game like that, a, a Pacific Division rival. They're, they're always tough games, and you know the, the Vancouver Canucks are, are a pretty big uh, team with a lot of grinders out there, so it, you know it could get chippy. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting this game. Uh, to be a little bit more intense. You know, the game against the Sharks got a little intense, but it was nothing like that preseason battle we saw. So I'm thinking maybe tonight we might see a little bit more of that. Uh, also expect, you know, uh, Anderson to go tonight as well. Um, yeah, again, I haven't gotten the official word, but I, I would think he would start net tonight, Eddie. Yeah, you would expect so. And, you know, he has such a great record against Vancouver. The Ducks have gone 8-1-1 uh, one one in the last 10 games against Vancouver. So you would expect him to go in after... Such a great performance, uh, you know. Unfortunately, getting the loss uh, uh, two days ago, but you know, you would expect him to be in there over Hudobin. Yeah, and uh, for those of you that are going to the game tonight, make sure uh, you get there early too. They're going to have the uh, orange carpet event. Uh, it starts at three thirty. Uh, I know some people are getting there at one, two, three. 
So if you're going to uh, go early and you want to see the players walk in, uh, go for it. Make sure you uh, bring plenty of water and uh, dress accordingly because it's supposed to be in the high 90s uh, in Anaheim. Um, so it's been um, just hot weather uh, the last uh, couple weeks. Um, looking forward to this week, too. Uh, you know, the Ducks are going to be on a big homestand. And they're going to play the Arizona Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche uh, Wednesday and Friday, respectively. Um, the Coyotes are <laughs> a real big surprise, Eddie. Uh, you know, they're they're two and zero. Uh, you know, I threw out that tweet the other day when I, I had turned on the game against the Kings, and they were already up four nothing. So uh, Smith's been playing awesome in goal, and um, you know, it's a game that we can't overlook. Uh, I mean, after we play Vancouver, you know, Arizona. Um, it's going to be a, a, a good test, too. They've only given up two goals in their first two games against Pittsburgh and L.A. Yeah, you know, from one of the teams that led in the most goals last season, uh, and you know, the team that everybody expected to probably finish in the bottom of the league this year. And you know, they, they have a tough opening two games against L.A. and, and Pittsburgh. And I think if you asked anybody, they, they'd probably say that you, know, you would expect them to lose those first two games. But... Um, they've had a lot of contribution from from two of the newer guys and Anthony Duclair and, and Max Domi, who both have two points in, in their first two games, and um, you know playing on the line with Martin Hansel, who's also contributing, and and Tobias Ryder, who's you know going to be one of their main goal scorers this year. If they if they want to stay out of the bottom, then you know those are the guys they're going to have to look to. But an impressive start for them. But you know I don't I don't see it carrying on too much past here. I agree with you. I mean, it's a surprise start, but for them to sustain it throughout the year is going to be a whole other question that we're going to have to see um, for that team. Uh, and also Colorado, you know, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, this one may be a lot more high-scoring, Eddie. Again, in the preseason, you know, they, uh, they didn't score as much, but in their first two games, they've scored 10 goals. Uh, Boschman's assisted on five of those 10, so we're going to see him in that game. Uh, and that one's going to be interesting, you know, I expect uh, the Vancouver and Arizona games to be, uh, you know, tighter games. Maybe you know, two to one, three to two, those types of games. But uh, the Colorado game, you know, could end up being, you know, another one of those four, five, three, four, six, four, whatever. It could, it could be a shootout in that game. Yeah, and you know, this was a team we talked about in our, our preseason preview that, you know, that once they get scoring, they have a lot of good guys in their team that that can put the puck at the back of the net. And you know, Landis Cog has three goals and five points in the first two games. McKinnon. You know, coming off a bad season last year, he's got five and two games. Uh, again, last two goals. You know, uh, uh, Eric Johnson started well. Boschman obviously with five assists, and you know they have a lot of guys who can hurt you on this team. And you know, Duchesne still is, is left pointless in, in his first two games, so they're they're not even firing on all cylinders yet. So it, it's a scary team. If they can get some good goaltending from Varlamov, it, you know it could be a really tough night for anybody who has to face them. Yeah, and. Uh... As we always talk about too during the week, we uh, we talk about the Ducks winning the week. That's been Boudreaux's you know uh, mantra every every year is each week you want to win the week. And um, if you go into this one, Eddie, Vancouver, Arizona, Colorado, I think uh, the prediction for the week. I, I would say the Ducks would take two out of three of these. That's my prediction. I I think they're very winnable. I think that they could win all three. But after what happened um, against San Jose, I, I think the Ducks take two out of three uh, for this week. That's my prediction. Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it's it's safe to say that they, they should take two out of three. I mean, they obviously they, they can go and win all three, but uh, you would expect them to beat Arizona even with the, the st- strong side that Arizona's had. And, 
you know, I even tonight, I, I think tonight is, is an easier game than, than when you have to go face Colorado. Um, you know, uh, obviously Varlamov has struggled, but if, if the forwards there keep playing well and, and Varlamov has a good night, it's, it's going to be a tougher game than the one in Vancouver tonight. So I think you got to win these first two, and, and then, you know, if you're on a roll and you you're, you got those two games under your belt, you know, it might make it a little bit easier on Friday to, to play against Colorado. I agree, and I think uh, some of the things that we can talk about how the Ducks can improve, too, from the first game. Uh, I, I think the first one is traffic, Eddie. Uh, you know, the Ducks are a huge team. They've got huge forwards, and, uh, you know, that first game against the Sharks, they didn't really set up a lot of screens. I mean, you saw Perry get in front of that here and there. You saw a few other guys crash the net, but they weren't really making, um, you know, Jones's life miserable in the crease, and I think if they're going to do it against Smith and Miller and Varlamov, that's what the Ducks are going to, I think, need to do. Probably number one priority is... is he is screen the goal in these three um, home games coming up. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And, and you know, you saw that that's what they wanted to work on, especially on the power play in, in preseason. And I'm sure we'll see more of that uh, with a couple line, you know, juggling is going on as well. But you know, before they even get to that point, I think they got to enter the zone a lot cleaner than they were against San Jose. I know Peter DeBoer is the new coach of San Jose, and you know, he's coached the the, the Devils over the last few seasons, and you know, they're infamous for their trap style defense when they take when they get a lead where you know it's boring hockey but it's shut down defense and, and it's really hard to break down and you know we might see a little bit more of open play and the ducks getting back to what they did last year where they you know they can either dump it in or carry it in and forecheck hard win the puck back and, and cycle it around and, and just tire teams out and we might be able to see you know that more familiar style of play tonight and you know, we'll have to see and judge from there yeah, you make a good point on that too, as far as entering the zone and, and you know getting the forecheck, which <clears throat> you know you saw that in that third period against San Jose, the Ducks just had the most difficult time doing that once San Jose got that one nothing lead, as you talked about. And you know what was interesting uh, is that some of the Ducks players also talked about um, the faceoffs. You know, trying to win those faceoffs and doing what you got to do. <clears throat> um, Kessler and Horkov were talking about the new rules, Eddie and. Uh, what do you think about the new rules on the faceoff as far as you know them putting the stick down, how they've changed it, how it used to always be the uh, the uh, visiting team had to, and now it's based upon the situation of where the uh, the faceoff is on the ice. Yeah, you know, it, it can be difficult for players. I mean, it's got it's going to take a couple games for them to get used to it. Uh, you know, Kessler had a good night in the faceoff draw, so did uh, Getzlaff, but Horkoff was only thirty three percent. And you know, for some guys, it's going to be easier to pick up, and, and for other guys, it, it's not. And you know, you're just going to have to. You know, it's just going to take games and, and, and take a, you know, a, a certain amount of face-offs, and, and eventually they're going to get used to it. But you know, with any rule change, there comes a little bit of you know, rusty play before, before they can get used to it. And, and what do you think of the rule change? You know, some people are saying, oh, you know, <clears throat> it's good for offense because now the, the defending center has to put his stick down on the ice, you know, depending on where the circle is. Where in the past, it was always the visiting team. You think that that's going to make more offense, or do you think it's just more of an adjustment, like you talked about from before? I think it's more of an adjustment. I, I mean, when it when you had the the home team being able to get a slight advantage on, on the faceoff draw, I mean, I like it better in, in situational where, you know, it, every it's more of a fair chance, no matter if you're at home or away. Um, you know, same with the the uh, being able to change your lines last when you're at home kind of thing. I mean, the the, the rules in in the league that. You know, favor home teams, and I get it, and, and it makes sense. But I, I like this rule change in, in the way that it kind of evens it out if you're on the road. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it does even it out and is going to be an adjustment period for the Ducks, uh, you know, especially, um, uh, you know, these first couple weeks and some of the games. Um, some of the other news that came up, uh, you know, the, the latest thing is uh, Dupree was signed to a five-year extension, uh, $18.5 million, uh, $3.7 million <clears throat> annual average salary. Um, it's a really good move, Eddie. Um, it's shoring up the defense. Uh, um, Murray's talked about getting all the other defenders in there, too. You know, he's still got to get uh, Anderson to an extension. He's still got Lindholm and Botnan out there. Uh, what did you think of this deal? It seemed like a lot of fans were really happy about this. Yeah, you know, I, I think he still has a lot of potential. He's a young guy, and, you know, I think everybody agrees that we we got we won that trade, day, you know, swapping him for Lovejoy and, you know, being able to lock him up for, for five years uh, at $3.7 million annually is, is, you know, is a good deal. It's a little bit more than I thought he would get. Um, but it shows how much you know the the Ducks believe in his potential, and you know if he ends up being a top four defenseman, uh, you know we got him locked down for the long term at, at you know at a relatively low cost if he ends up you know producing at, at a high level. So I think it's a good deal for the long term, and you know like you said, it, it locks up um, you know more of a, of the core of the young guys that we want to have uh, on the team for a long time to come. Yeah, I think just the the main issue we talked about this is to see. Who else gets signed, you know, uh, to extensions? Uh, this deal that Dupre did goes um, forward uh, next season. So the Ducks cap right now is still the same. Uh, it's just under $8 million, uh, the room that's left. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but $7 million and change. Um, so the Ducks will be fine with the cap this season. I know some people had asked questions about that and were, uh, were a little worried about how that money was going to pan out, but that's the situation now. It didn't change anything, at least for this season. So, it'll, I'll be curious to see. I mean, I, I obviously think the Ducks are going to keep Anderson and Lindholm uh, in extensions too, but, uh, you know, Murray's talked about the defense too and trying to retain everybody. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, it's, you know, early in the season and, and too early, I think, to talk about any kind of trades or anything like that, but it's definitely something that, you know, we'll keep your eye on um, come middle of the season, Eddie. Yeah, that's for sure, and you know, a lot of talk with Stoner, and, and if he'll get moved, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of hate right now around him. You know, obviously with the the uh, the bear thing going on, and, and possible protests and other things, but you know, even with that, I think to wait for anybody to be moved to make room for cap space or anything, you would wait at least until the trade deadline, and if not even until to around the draft, if to, to trade anybody. Um, you know, you want to have uh, – saw Bolesky didn't get traded last year because they wanted to have the best chance at winning the Cup and, and having, you know, quality players throughout the team uh, in, in a depth role. And, you know, you might see that happen this year as well depending on, on, you know, where they are in the standings, you know, come March. And we'll, we'll have to see, wait and see. And I think right now the, the team's in a good position. You know, obviously there's a lot of key guys that still have to get signed. But, you know, uh, I think Mary knows what he's doing and, and I'm sure he wouldn't let any of the, one of those guys walk. Yeah, exactly. You know, and tied into all the the contracts and the money and all that, uh, you know, the news that came out uh, this last week, two of the Samuelis, they talked about the financial situation, which I thought was kind of interesting. A lot of people talked about and emphasized the fact that the Samuelis have, you know, put in a lot of money into the team. They put in over $100 million uh, since 2005 when they bought the team from Walt Disney. And it seemed to be concern among people because they had stated that they had lost money uh, in the millions, you know, uh, double-digit millions. Um, you know, I don't think it's really a big concern, Eddie. I mean, the fact is they're really trying to put out a team that's going to compete every year. 
And if you look at the last three years, the Ducks uh, have been competing. You know, they've been first in the Pacific all three years. They've been, you know, one or two um, in the conference, in the league. Uh, I, I just don't really see the, the, money, the, mon the money being an issue in terms of them uh, losing some money because, um, you know, also they upgraded the scoreboard and they did all these other great things and uh, they really improved the fans' experience at the game, I think. And uh, you can tell that they're trying to put a, a team that's going to win not one year but uh, multiple years. Yeah, and, you know, a good team to model and, and that I've seen mentioned uh, around these stories is to model the – they want to model the success of Detroit. And, you know, obviously winning a couple Stanley Cups would be nice, but just being able to get back to the playoffs, you know, in the next decade or two in a row or, you know, only missing it once and, and getting back in it and, and, you know, staying in the playoffs. And I think that's important to any team's financial success. But, you know, I, I don't think it's a, it's a surprise. I mean, it's, it's a non-traditional hockey market and they had to build this team up from nothing. And, you know, you, you look at L.A. and San Jose, they've all had to do the same. And, you know, they're still here. And, and the Ducks are a successful team, too. I think if they're near the bottom, you'd be a little bit more worried. They probably wouldn't be making as as much money back as they're putting out. And, you know, I, I think if they, they have continued success, they, they win a cup or two or more, you know, you, they'll attract more fans from, from not just, in, in, you know, in the in, in California, but, you know, from even in, in my area or across the world as well. And, you know, it's bringing more revenue as well. So I, I don't think it's too much of an issue. I think uh, if it was an issue, you would, have, you would have heard a little bit more stories on this and, you know, the possibility of moving the team or anything like that. But, you know, I, I don't think they're in a bad position at all. Yeah, and I think the the mood with the team and, and with uh, you know largely the fans is uh, we talked about it, it's high expectations. Uh, the Ducks are going to be in the playoffs. I I believe they will be consistently in the playoffs for several years. I mean, whether or not they'll be in first or second in the Pacific every year, that you know obviously that has to be played out. But I think this team is going to compete for years to come and, and with all these extensions that you've seen uh kessler with the big ones biggest one of course um you've got silverberg and Hagman for four more years dupree for five more years um obviously you still have gets off and carry for a while as well um i, I think that this team um is going to be a, con a contending team uh, i think they're going to be mentioned every year you know i know a lot of people said that they're favorite to win this year which i, I think that adds a little bit of pressure on the team like uh, that I personally would, I wouldn't want. I mean, it's a little added stress, but uh, I think the best way for this team to make you know that that financial uh, commitment work is is to go out there and win. And I think they will. And I think if they stick to the game plan, uh, that they'll do it, Eddie. Yeah, and you know, you you've not just going out there and, and, and winning, but being able to sustain long term success. You know, that comes down to management. It comes down to Murray and, and the scouts and. You know, again, going back to Detroit, the only reason that they've been able to sustain so much success over the last 25 years is, you know, that they, they have the ability to to bring in guys that, you know, from the draft and, and you know, work them into their, their AHL team um, and bring them up into their NHL team, you know, later in, the, in their careers around, you know, 19, 20, 21, and, and they're able to be instant success. You know, you've seen Thomas Tatar, Riley Shahan, you know, uh, Dylan Larkin recently, a lot of guys who... You know, my, not many guys who drafted in the first round, a lot of guys drafted in the second, third, fourth, fifth round who come up and, and they end up being top six, you know, top nine guys for the team. And, and that, that's something the Ducks have to work towards. And, you know, obviously we've seen that with, with Cordillis having a shot possibly next year. Raquel is, is coming up now. And, 
you know, a, a lot of guys that, you know, you, you got to be able to work into the, the, the system and, and not just draft out of the first round, but, you know, get some hits in the second, third, fourth round to be able to sustain success. Yeah, and with that success, uh, you know, comes the goals too, Eddie. Uh, they ended up, uh, you know, beating the rain uh, both games and the preseason. They won their home opener with uh, Nick Ritchie getting the first goal uh, for the team. Speaking of someone that, you know, that could come up too. I mean, obviously, he was first round, not a later round pick, but uh, that's going to factor hugely into this. Uh, I don't think people realize it yet, but this season, we're going to see, and, and I don't want to put a black cloud out there, but, you know, players get hurt. I'm not saying that any of our guys will or, or hope that they will, but things happen, and the advantage the Ducks have now, and I mean, I know some of the other teams have their, their AHL teams out here too, but a huge advantage for the Ducks having the goals out here now is they're going to be able to call people up and back and forth, so I wouldn't doubt, you know, seeing Richie maybe come into some of these games, maybe Theodore gets thrown in there, Cordillas, like you said, are um, some of the players that may come and, and help sustain? Because uh, this Ducks team is is extremely deep, um, and, and you can tell uh, that they're highly motivated. I remember some of the fans were talking about the uh, the Ducks uh, rain game at Honison and how Gibson was getting in the, some of the players' faces uh, on the other team. Uh, Richie was uh, throwing some punches. I mean, those guys um, could be on the Ducks team now. And, oh, and obviously Gibson was uh, for a stint. And um, I think it's good because you have this competitive level at the goals, a team that can compete for the Calder Cup and play extremely well uh, and extremely entertaining hockey down there. Uh, to have them be able to come up and fill in spots, I, I think that's really going to help this um, you know, goal of the Samuelis to be that kind of team. You know, I... I I don't look so much to Detroit. Uh, I know a lot of people mentioned that in the articles, Eddie, and I, I think if some of the people read mine, I, I talked more about, you know, look at the Canadians. I mean, look what they did over decades. And I'm not saying that the Ducks are going to do that, but but if that's if that's what you want to go for, that's what I would go for, a team that has won the most Stanley Cups, which a lot of people don't realize, um, and they sustained it for several decades. Or um, if you want to go for a shorter burst, maybe the Islanders. Yeah, it was only the 80s, but they won four Cups, and they could have easily won a fifth one, Eddie. So that's kind of what I look at, and I think that the goals are going to really help them keep this um, keep this momentum up each each season to be a competitor. Eddie. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Richie just looks like the guy that you know, that could finally fill that left wing role with Getzlaff and Perry. I mean, he has all the qualities to, to you know to, similar to, to Perry and Getzlaff. He's a bigger guy, has a quick shot, and he can make a good pass. And you know, getting off of the mark in, in the first game for the goals is always a good thing. And you know, if somebody goes down and. You could see him possibly come up and, and even get maybe a chance on that first line, depending on his play and, and how things are shaping out and you know who gets injured throughout the season. And I mean, if he ends up playing good, you never know. He could stick in the lineup. But we'll, you know, we'll have to wait and see. That That's a while away and, and you know possible injuries too, something we don't want to see. So we'll have to wait you know, until the end of the season to see if he'll get his chance or not. Yeah, and it's just going to be fun hockey, though, in general, Eddie. I, I think... Uh... You know, being able to go to San Diego, watch some games, uh, which, you know, I, I plan to do uh, in the springtime. As some of you guys know, I have something called the bar exam in February, so I'm a, a little bit busy uh, between now and then. But I'm going to try to go to some, uh, you know, in, in March, April time. Um, and I might try to squeeze in one here beforehand. We'll have to see. But uh, it's a good situation for the Ducks and, and for the people that are concerned about the money. Don't Don't worry about the owner's spending X amount of money. Uh, all owners do this. 
uh, and owners, you know, eventually make their money back um, down the road by, uh, you know, usually selling the team, which, I mean, I don't think the Ducks are going to, you know, the Sam Miller's are going to do that to the Ducks anytime soon, but I'm just saying that they'll be fine. It's not a big uh, concern, Eddie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not in a situation like, uh, like Phoenix or like Arizona or, or Florida where, you know, you don't get a lot of attendance, your team doesn't make a lot of money, they're not successful, and, and, you know, and so on and so on. You know, the Ducks have a lot of things going in the right direction, and, you know, I'm sure it will turn around, you know, it with continued success. Yeah, and the, uh, the only other real thing that uh, came up this weekend was, uh, you know, the WHL started, Eddie, and uh, Hillary Knight had a couple goals. I know you watched some of those games. Uh, in, any of your thoughts on, uh, you know, how the... Uh, the league started this weekend. Yeah, you know it, it's nice to see um, uh, you know when we get a professional hockey league. Um, um, you know the, the NWHL is is a, is a good starting point for. Um, you know it's only got four teams right now, but you got to remember the NHL only started with six. And you know I, I watched the the Boston Pride game the other day. Uh, you know obviously like you said, Hillary Knight scored two goals in that game, and they, they looked really good. They won the game uh, four to one and. Yeah, the, the the only thing that you know was kind of an issue was the the uh, the camera that they had was a, a one stationary camera at the the middle of center ice, so you couldn't see much going on down uh, you know by both of the nets. But you know it was, it was still a pretty entertaining game. I had a lot of fun watching it, and you know it, it's really interesting to to see women's hockey get a professional league and you know you know start its way towards you know modeling after the NHL. Yeah, it's always good. You know, I'm always a proponent of. All these other types of uh, leagues that come out, you know, they have um, the Special Olympic type leagues as well, and then now they're having these women uh, leagues, especially for hockey. So I think it's a good thing overall, Eddie. Um, I just hope that it keeps building up. You know, I, you know, we've got the WNBA, and now we've got the WHL. So I hope it keeps going. Obviously, it it's, it takes a little bit more time to grow, but. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to help grow the sport of hockey in general. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of women athletes, especially a lot of women hockey players, that you know that are, are close to the amount of uh, you know numbers of, of um, you know men who participate in hockey. And I think that them having a, a league to aspire, you know, to play in is great for them. And you know, it, it obviously doesn't pay as much as the NHL right now, and, and unfortunately, you know, if women play in that league, the the highest salary is is around twenty seven thousand, so they do have to get another job. But I mean, as of right now, with with the league just starting, I'm sure a lot of them are just happy to to participate in, you know, in, in the history of the league and, and growing the sport of women's hockey. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be exciting times because we continue to grow the sport. And, uh, you know, talking about that, we uh, actually had our first uh, watch party uh, this last uh, Saturday for the Shark game. Obviously, the, the game result was not what we wanted, but the uh, the watch party was actually really fun. Um, Phil Hewlett came and was there the entire time. We uh, gave away some shirts, uh, some beanies as well. Uh, we have a new shirt uh, up on the website if you haven't seen it yet, and we have a couple more coming. Uh, you can check them all out at uh, dnphockey.com. Uh, is where all the gear's at. And it was a good event, Eddie. We were at El Ranchillo Restaurant, uh, downtown Orange, which is only, you know, maybe five, ten minutes away from Honda Center, for those of you that don't know. Uh, we had a vacant room where we had about 60 people in there watching the game uh, on all the flat screens t uh, TVs. And uh, we had several people in the bar area, too. So we had, uh, it sounded like about around 100 people. So it was, it was pretty good, you know, for the first-time event. I really didn't know. What to expect? I mean, I didn't know if 10 people would show up or, you know, 200. So uh, it was a pretty good number. Um, we're going to have two more 
uh, at least at El Ranchito on the uh, 22nd and the 26th. Um, we already talked to the manager there. who She's a big Ducks fan, obviously, and why we set it up. And we're going to do some more of those, uh, like I said, in October. And then throughout the season, we just got to kind of plan the, the schedule uh, and the events. And, um, you know, Eddie, if you ever, if I can ever get you out here and get you to the party. <laughs> I'll have to try. I mean, uh, it's, it's a long distance to travel, but I mean, I'd love to, to go to one of those watch parties. I, I saw a couple of the pictures that you put up on, on Facebook and Twitter, and it, it you know, looked like a blast. Yeah, and I also have to mention uh, Josh helped out too. If you don't know Josh, he uh, he runs the Sons of Hockey uh, blog, and he also sells um, hockey shirts as well. So give him a, a shout out for helping me. He plans to help me. He's been one of the other uh, uh, supporters out there, um, just like uh, Brian at Refuse Suck, who's also helping out too. So it's it's good to get other people to help out and you know make an event to to build up hockey around here, um, not just for the fans, but you know with other people as well and. If any of you want to meet other people and come hang out and have a fun time, um, family atmosphere, you know, you can bring your kids as well. Uh, it's not restricted to adults only, which we had several kids there, which was nice to see uh, at the event. Um, so that's what we have planned coming up. Uh, we, we'll have more giveaways and things that we'll do throughout the season. We already gave away the tickets uh, for tonight's game uh, on our podcast, so we'll have more of those coming up. And uh, just appreciate the support. Uh, keep following along, and uh, Eddie and I will try to do podcasts. You know, every week, usually uh, Sunday or Monday. Uh, just kind of depends. You know, we both have school, so we have to kind of figure out our schedules. But uh, that'll be it, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>